Welcome to Meet Me in the Middle, the podcast that seeks out middle ground uh, or sometimes does deep dives or follow up episodes. So if you haven't listened to us before, please pick a different episode to start with. If you didn't catch last week's episode, please go listen to that first, as this is part two of our Duggar Family Secrets movie night extravaganza. Jenny and I got um, excited and had a lot to say. So you're going to join us mid conversation today. Um, so go listen to the end of last week's episode and this will make sense. Um, and as a trigger or content warning today, just a heads up, we're going to be talking about some pretty gnarly child sexual abuse, child abuse, religious trauma cults. So please look after yourselves. Very crucial in this tough time. And thank you for listening. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's really, it's really dark. And I mean, this is, it just gets darker, right? It, then mm. it walks us through Jill and Jessa, you oh. know, having to go through being on Megan Kelly and talking mm-hmm. about how they've forgiven their brother. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, it's really. Mm -hmm. But again, this is like they admit to what everybody knows. Oh, it was just the two of us. It was just while we were asleep, you know. But of course, they had to minimize it. The like they had to, in their own words on TV, minimize their own abuse. Yeah, because their parents told them to. Yeah, yeah. Well, and this is it, right? This is like. I know they draw some parallels to the Kardashians, you know, in being like at least sure, the reality to TV make family. money out of yeah. this. Um, oh, but well, you know, money is a it's, separate issue there. Well, it's all on the backs of the these women and their mm-hmm. l- literal physical labor or <laughs> paid labor mm-hmm. in the case of the Kardashians. But it's this feeling like you don't have a choice because you owe it to your family. Your contribution mm-hmm. to your family is more important than what you feel than what mm-hmm. you're going through, right? I think it's we it's the same thing we see with lots of child stars like Britney, like Macaulay Culkin, oh, you know, like the yeah. Jacksons, right? It's like your contribution to your fam to your family. They're counting on you. That's more important than anything you might be feeling yourself right and the contribution are we going to talk about it at the end the money part well yeah i mean like yeah let's talk about it now it's awful like the i can't i get them all confused which are the older girls jill and jessa i think the it, it comes out in the last episode i believe mm-hmm. where they talk about the financial breakdown and nobody other than jim bob and I guess Michelle, maybe by default. Well, but Michelle, like, Michelle's other... a woman. She doesn't get to control the money. <laughs> she can't She's be trusted. Not on the mortgage either. There isn't a mortgage. They probably, anyways, whatever. TLC. But she, I think TLC paid it off for them. Actually, is what they probably no. To I, yeah, I probably. <laughs> I think that was part of the. But but anyways, the financial agreement was uh, with the parents, mm-hmm. and I think actually just Jim Bob, and the kids didn't get paid anything. Not a they single, were, what did she say? Seven and a half years of my adult life, I didn't get paid a cent. Yeah. I know. And like, not to say, I hate when comparisons, but it's like, at least the Kardashians got paid. Right. I mean, whether they thought obligated. it was fair or not is different. <laughs> right. But, you know, but they made more than zero dollars. Yeah. Never mind, like, your very private and intense, like, something like the birth of your child. Like, P.S., mine was so private, I didn't even want to give birth in a hospital. Like, (laughs) never mind thinking about, like, getting footage or having the camera crew there. Like, but, you know, this, you, that's not your own, right? Mm -hmm. 
that's not you're yours. Not. You don't get to decide. And you're never financially compensated for it. Like, yeah, this is because at this point, this is, you know, what's revealed next. Josh is disgraced enough that TLC doesn't want to continue on with mm-hmm. 19 kids and counting. So mm-hmm. now it has to be. Oh, it is Jill and Jessa. I have it in my notes. Okay. Oh, Jill good. and Jessa counting on. So Jill and Jessa are now responsible for carrying. The family business. On the backs of their tr- own yeah. trauma. Right. The family like, business that they've never been paid for on the backs of their own trauma that they were gaslit and had to gaslight themselves on TV right. for. Right. And I can't remember the chain of events in terms of the contracts, but did they get paid for that show? No. Or was Jim Bob was the still for that contract, right? Yeah. And this is where, and now I understand the frustration from, did they both talk about it? Or I feel like just one of them mainly no. talked more. It was just Jill wasn't so, a part of this documentary. Yes. So Jessa talks more about it and she was quite frustrated with TLC. But I will say they're probably just like renewing contracts and they're like, we've, we've been doing contracts with the same person. You know what I mean? Like they're probably honestly not thinking about it that much because a renewal. No, look, we paid the negotiation. It's up to the family. We're filming the whole family. It's up to the family. And then they signed. And I mean, she talks about it. They basically tricked, they tricked them into signing it the day before their wedding. Things are crazy. Somebody puts a piece of paper in front of her. It's everybody signing, everybody signing, just sign it. And that's her signing on to counting on, which she never yep. wanted to be a part of in the first place. And then didn't get paid for because and then didn't get all paid of for. the money went to Jim Bob. Yeah. It's so dark. It and just, again, that part really showed like a lot of true colors were shown ahead of time, but that showed mm-hmm. just like a real extra layer of, whoa. You mm-hmm. are this family man that cares so much about your kids, but now you are actively shorting your adult children out mm-hmm. of, you've given them no real education, no real usable job skills, especially the mm-hmm. girls, right? And yep. now the only usable skill essentially that you've given them in terms of employment is being on a show and you've taken that away from them in the worst way possible, which is you getting paid for them doing a show. Right. And almost like more insulting, you know, um, the Jess's husband, Derek, um, talks about, you know, he's trying to have a con and like poor Derek roped into this. I mean, obviously he knows who they are before. Sure. But do you ever really know? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like he knows what he saw on TV probably. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, sort of family. So like, yeah, and he, so he ends up, you know, he's trying to have this conversation with Jim Bob. He's like, well, I don't know what, 10 bucks an hour. He's like, well, I don't know. Like, I have no concept of what, like, basically asking, like, what did you make out of this? So I can figure out what portion of it's fair for us. And he's like, well, you tell me what's fair. You tell me what's fair. You tell me what's fair. And he keeps offering and it's $10 like a grown an hour. Up, and like, these are sure they're married, but they're still kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're like, like 21 they're, they're, or 22 or yeah, something. Like yeah. Yeah. They're, they're still babies. Yeah. If they actually went to post-secondary, they wouldn't be done yet. Like, <laughs> We'd still they may have only just started if they, <laughs> yeah, if they did a gap yeah. year, <laughs> right? Totally. Like they, totally. it just goes to show the level of manipulation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think that like Jim Bob's not a dumb person and he could see the writing on the no. wall and probably wanted to pull in as mm-hmm. much as he could knowing that 
you know, the gig's up. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we talked about this briefly, but you know, the next place the documentary takes us is this kind of like political creep of this. Like, mm. you know, we see this directly with Jim Bob being in office, but you know, this is Josh too, right? Like this oh, is, yeah, yes, yes. Like, what did you think about when they talked about generation Joshua? They had that guy on there who was like, you know, well, let's define it first. So it's an American Christian fundamentalist youth organization founded in 2003 that focuses on youth participation in government and politics with the goal of influencing policy toward conservative Christian values. This is like the Madison, Cawth Madison Cawthorns of the world, right? Anyways, what did you <laughs> tell me your thoughts when that came up? Uh, I mean, honestly, I just at that point of the documentary, just everything was like, uh -huh. I feel like Chandler, could I roll my eyes any farther back? Like, ah, could I be any more annoyed by this? Um, I just thought I, what to me, what really stood out was it was just this layering effect of, um, you know, we need to preserve uh, white Christians and we're being eliminated. And so we need to have as many different layers of this mm -hmm. preservation of culture is kind of how it gets presented mm -hmm. um and i was like of course they're gonna get the kids to do it right and i mean these are the seeds that's your of most influential group well because then they you know you get them in you know they're elected into office at 21 or they're right. you know a policy analyst at 22 right and they don't have any choices they get after to, that they get to grow up you know promoting your agenda which i think you could argue a lot of communities do something similar, but sure. I think where I felt this part was really gross is like, this is the same predatory guy like Madison Cawthorn, for example. And honestly, at this point, like probably Josh Duggar will manage to get elected to office when he gets mm -hmm. out, like mm -hmm. the way things are going, oh, but God. it's this, you know, predatory guy who's been excused and covered up for his whole life. And the scariest part is these are the people that are billed as quote unquote, good Christians, right? These are the people mm -hmm. we told, will, are told we'll save our kids when what we mm -hmm. see statistically is actually, they're the ones who are probably more likely to harm our kids. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It's, it's a sort of, it's um, thinly veiled as what's well, supposed to be forward representing as um, having, making sure there's like a balance of viewpoints and like, you know, um, mm -hmm. what am I trying to say? It's sort of put out there as, hey, we're, we're kind of this group of people that's being forgotten. We become like a minority. We need to make sure our voices Laughable. are heard. But that's yeah. how it's kind of presented when you look at For the sure. internal dialogue where it's like, hey, like, you know, there was a time where good old fashioned family values were the center stage. And, you know, look at how much simpler it was back then. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's always the sort of throwback mentality. And it's like, you know. Well, and I like actually, I really appreciated the journalist and pastor they had on who said like, oh, we hearken, you know, they're hearkening back to a time when things were better. He says, better for who? Not better yeah. for black people. Not better for the women. Yeah. Not better for the kids. I, don't, I always it think It was better that. for powerful white men. Totally. I'm always like, why do we always feel like the olden days were better when like people just died for very preventable, from well, preventable and, and things? nobody had any rights like no just... yeah 
So the final episode is um, where we really get into, again, I will just like remind everybody, like, I'm sure you've already logged off if child sexual abuse material yeah. is going to be a trigger for you today. But this is where we really dive into Josh Duggar and all of this that shows up. Now, Jenny, if you were going to mm-hmm. run for office, would you <laughs> pick the time to run being the same time that your son was on trial for having child sexual abuse materials? Yes or no? I just feel like I can't relate to this. Well, <laughs> in 2021, Jim Bob sure could. But that just and- shows the absolute inability to show any form of accountability or understanding or it just it's it's like i'm gonna double down Mm -hmm. rather than like reflect you know there's like two ways you can go in a time of crisis Mm -hmm. you can either pause group with your family and like really like you know have be private Mm -hmm. or you can double down Mm -hmm. and of course well And this is just it, right? He spins this to try to say that he's running because of, and I'm going to give a couple of quotes here, quote, out of control bureaucrats, and that, quote, Josh's trial would never have happened if Trump was still in office, and that, quote, cancel culture and the radical left want to keep us from being involved in politics. Dude, it's not cancel culture. It's literally being held accountable for your actions. Yeah. And, like, I also find it so interesting this like and i don't understand the american government structure beyond like the bare minimum but like the president doesn't determine what happens for like state like local government things and there's this really bizarre like this whole thing even now where when they do the debates where nikki haley's the only one who's like you can't as president make an abortion ban like you don't have the seats to do that there's this really weird thing that people think that like the president is this this dictator who can just like do whatever he wants or she wants at like a state and local government level and like that's not how the job works but you know what i think this is the thing and this is what i is so scary and what i have actually just started calling what it is the creep of fascism which is government ruled by a dictator that's really what they want to see they want yeah, they Trump to be back yeah. in office so that he can literally change the laws change the constitution yeah. so he can be in charge of everything they want him to be a dictator that's this is what happens when you don't respect democratic election results right and he set the yeah. stage for it already yeah, but it, but I, I think what's interesting, though, is the real lack of understanding of how right. checks and like how different levels of government work. And like, I don't have a good understanding <laughs> of how different levels of government. Work, I don't know how I they know, work, but I know it's not like that. But I know that like Justin Trudeau can't come over here and tell me how to pay my property taxes because <laughs> my property taxes aren't a federal thing. Like I can I know the difference between like like state and federal, provincial and federal, like they're not the same thing. So your well, son getting is... arrested. Well, to be fair, a... he was arrested by the Department of Homeland Security, which is. Federal. Oh, I was just going to say, actually, I think when it's child <laughs> charges, that yeah. actually goes up a level. But still, yeah, the president's not pardoning. That's not how it works. Even Trump. Well, but but this is the thing they wanted to be. And I, my yeah. fear is that. When you put somebody, and honestly, I think this is we, you know, not to draw too many parallels back to Canada because I don't think it's relevant in this exact story, but you know, I think one of the best things that a government can do is really do things to protect itself 
as much as possible from the next person in power trying to Mm -hmm. consolidate that power, right? And I think Mm -hmm. we don't see enough of that in a time like this where we have, you know, an encroaching fascism that that doesn't want to have that democracy anymore. They just want things to be their way, you know? And the other thing that people don't think about is that, okay, so you change things and now whoever you want to be the leader has like way more power. Well, what happens when the other party inevitably at some point takes power back? Now you've given way more power. Like the whole, there's supposed but I think to be this checks is, and balances for a but reason. But this is the idea. They never, they want it to be yeah. so the other party can never be in and charge never, again. Yeah. Yeah. And again, what do we call that? We call that fascism because that's what it is. I know. And it feels like a hyperbole, but it's like. But it's not. Right? This is. Yeah. Well, and I mean, this is just it, right? This is what we see with these men, you know, when you're literally steeped in a culture that goes out of its way to never hold men accountable for their actions, Mm -hmm. then accountability Mm -hmm. feels like an attack. Like it feels Mm -hmm. like, you know, the woke left is attacking the Duggars Mm -hmm. because somebody's holding Josh Duggar accountable for his actions. And accountability is honestly a beautiful thing. Right. Like in a there, world where nobody should really have a problem with it, actually. No, Anybody because who's not intentionally doing something wrong should be really cool with accountability. No, because most accountability, like most things that you are accountable for, aren't like punitive. It's just acknowledging right. that you did whatever. And sometimes that means you did something wrong. And and it's like you just apologize and move on for most things. <laughs> But Child this is sex that culture too, right? Abuse charges, you cannot just apologize and move on. There's no apology. No, but like, on. I think the thing is, though, is when you, it starts with day-to-day accountability. And I think mm-hmm. when you lose that day-to-day accountability, yes. then it doesn't build for bigger things. So that's mm-hmm. why I think as parents, it is so important. Like I, I say so often, because my kids are all like very high intellect kids, which means that they're very um like righteous, like that's not fair. And I didn't do that. I wasn't wrong. And it's My like, my so, kid too. Me too. That's, that's how I was as a kid. Me too. Right. Like I get it. And this is, this is just, it's fine. Like this is just the way some brains work. But what's interesting is my four-year-old now says like, so she dropped something. She'll be like, oh, I dropped that. And that's okay. <laughs> and that's because I know right. the amount of times I'll be like, you're not in trouble because I have one kid who like flies off the very, very quickly, very labile. Yeah. And it's like the first, my gut reaction now is that's fine. That's okay. That's okay. Right. Like you've done this thing. That's okay. You dropped X, Y, and Z. It broke. That's fine. We're going to clean it that's up. Okay. You're not in trouble. Right. And I've yeah. really had to connect like making a mistake and trouble not meaning the same thing mm-hmm. because otherwise you breed little psychopaths genuinely, <laughs> right? Like if they yeah. are so afraid to make mistakes that they're going to. Mm-hmm avoid accountability at all costs Mm -hmm. like that's a real problem as an adult Mm -hmm. and -hmm. i know most people that listen to us are like our demographic can have kids and i can't emphasize enough from my uneducated opinion because i know nothing about child psychology but i really think it's so important to instill healthy accountability because that's where you right because you can't tell me when you look at trump like yeah of course that poor that guy probably got in a lot of trouble as a kid realistically he was probably punished of trouble that's what i mean he was probably deeply punished every time he did something wrong and if that happens over and over and over and over and you end up in a certain set of circumstances right Mm -hmm. because not everybody will end up like that but for some people that happens over and over and over 
And then you have this such this strong adversity to any form of accountability because mm-hmm. you've been programmed for it to be severely punishing to be wrong. Yeah. 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 Well, and I think that this then is what happens is you end up with somebody who actually needs to be severely punished for what they've done wrong and it yeah. doesn't happen. And then this is what we're left with, right? So this is a good segue into like, let's review what we know about Josh at this point. So Josh is born in 1988. He's the eldest of the Duggar kids. His, you know, he's the oldest when his dad is elected as an official in Arkansas. I think, what was the phrase? He's running around the Capitol. People called him like a little politician, little Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, (laughs) but like unsurprisingly, right, then from 2007 to 2012, he works kind of in and out of politics, keeping in mind, just to remind everybody, like the accusations of molestation started in 2002. So this whole time he's working as a political consultant and campaign strategist, there are lots of people who know what he's done and are either covering Mm. it up or turning a blind eye. This Mm -hmm. is not... Like we talked about before, you know, he they admit to everything that there's irrefutable proof about and absolutely mm-hmm. not a single extra thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so from 2013 to 2015, he was the executive director of the of FRC Action, which is a lobby organization sponsored by Family Research Council. So many like organizational acronyms we haven't talked about the family research council um although we've you know talked at length about the rest of the political organizations created by uh you know a lot of these fundamentalist groups um but it's an american evangelical activist group and lobbying organization opposing and lobbying against all the things you'd expect um access to pornography embryonic stem cell research abortion divorce lgbtq rights um it's just so beyond the world of irony that there's this rabid focus on the evils of pornography when it just keeps showing up again and again in these stories. But I feel like in in a way, that's how they people like Josh think that they're like healing themselves. Right. And they're I mean, it's really telling on themselves, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know who doesn't care about the evils of pornography? Most people I know. <laughs> Nobody other than Christians mm-hmm. who are afraid of using it. And who use it all the time. Mm-hmm. We talked about this in our Covenant Eyes mm-hmm. episode, right? It's this, it's the people who feel like there's something wrong with it, who end up in a really bad place after viewing it, not people mm-hmm. who don't actually care and think it's fine if it's between consenting adults. Which we'll get mm-hmm. to yeah, I know. It's like, yeah, once you add that little piece of nuance, it's very, <laughs> it looks quite different. So the allegations of child sexual abuse come out in uh, 2006 and then they kind of go on this like apology tour. It was only his sisters. They forgive him. You know, everything goes on like nothing happened yeah. until he doesn't go on an apology tour. His sisters <laughs> no. go on an right. apology tour. We are so sorry that we got molested by our brother. But so 2015, big year for Josh, big year. Um, actually didn't realize that it was an in touch article that was the first break of this in May 2015. Oh they don't talk about this in the <laughs> documentary, but this is like my own side research. This is where I, read it when I get like, my hair again sometimes. This is where our hard hitting journalism lives right now, I guess, is uh, celebrity yeah. gossip magazines. But right. Anyways, um, they bring forward this redacted police report that had all kinds of details that hadn't been published before that weren't made public in Props to whoever leaked all that. Right. Right. You know, some like woman working in the police department was like, fuck you, Josh. Fuck this. I know where that paperwork is. And I, oh, you know what I mean? Like, 
And where can I send this that it's get get the most eyes on it? Tabloid. Right. Who's who's like gonna actually celebrity do something gossip? About this. Yeah. Yeah. The police we've learned already the police aren't gonna do anything about it. We've learned, oh, sure. you know, cable news. They were on the Megan Kelly show on Fox. Cable news isn't gonna do anything about this. Yeah. In touch it is. Who is? in touch magazine that's who and i think this is the other part to me that's so gross learning about this is nothing new came forward they just couldn't deny this next level of allegations right and i think that's mm-hmm. the thing that really the undercurrent that is so gross is mm-hmm. we'll never know how much more went on that mm-hmm. people didn't come forward about because mm-hmm. every time all they admit to is what there's irrefutable proof for mm-hmm. So then in August 2015, there was a data breach of the Ashley Madison website. Do you remember this, Jenny? Do you remember when this happened? Yeah. 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 I was like, oh, no shit. (laughs) (laughs) So the breach included, oh, okay. um, Can you just catch us up with what um, Ashley, the Ashley Madison website was, is? I don't know if it still exists. Isn't it just like an escort service? It's specifically for married people looking to cheat on their partners. Or is it more like a Tinder? Like It's still uh, an active website, in case you're wondering. The tagline is, uh, life is short, have an affair. Oh, I didn't realize it was Canadian. Isn't that nice? Um, It's an online, so online dating service and social networking service. It's marketed specifically Hmm. to people who are in relationships who are looking to have affairs. Okay. So the fun facts, um, Ashley Madison's <laughs> business model is based on credits rather than monthly subscriptions for a conversation between two members. One of the members, always the man must pay eight credits to initiate the conversation. Okay. And how much is a credit? I can't tell you that. I will refuse I, to. Spend that's so stupid. Like, why is there no dollar value? Just say you have to pay 50 bucks to like message this lady. Maybe it depends who you're messaging. So anyway, this data breach of Ashley Madison included records of credit card transactions under Josh Duggar's name, which now we know is, you know, he was paying credits to talk to people, obviously. Um, So he and his parents release a statement on the family website, which he admitted to watching pornography on the Internet and being unfaithful to his wife. Um, As we talked about last week, this is blog post to put on. we (laughs) We see this like addiction to pornography right? Like showing up again and again. Um, But I'm going to just... I mean, I think the quote addiction to pornography is just a reflection of like super suppressed kids. Yeah. Trying to essentially make up for years of like withheld information. Yeah. Yeah. Well, or just like normal, you know, curiosity and use even you know well, the amount of normal person when you're the amount like of that a no- the amount that a normal man probably looks at pornography i can't imagine is well actually i've looked at last or before when we talked about covenant eyes there is they don't they watch conservative christians watch pornography just slightly more than the average population mm-hmm. so your addiction to pornography is just watching the same amount of pornography that everybody else does yeah um but this is the This is the quote from Josh. Quote, I have been the biggest hypocrite ever. Well, exposing faith and family values, I have secretly over the last several years been viewing pornography on the internet. No shit, it's on the internet, Josh. Sorry. On the internet. And this has become a secret addiction and I became unfaithful to my wife. 
the last few years while publicly stating I was fighting against immorality at our in our country, I was hiding in my own personal failures. I love that he essentially is blaming cheating on his wife on the pornography. Also, That's how it reads. I just, I just want to um, add of note, the reference to pornography was removed from the website in uh, post the child pornography charges. So just FYI on that. Just in case oh. you're wondering if they're still covering up for him, they are. <laughs> oh, for sure. They will forever. I mean, here's the thing. When you have someone who grows up in this family, marry someone who grew up in the exact same type of a family, and they get married when they're like 20. They were both 20. Were they teenagers? They were 20. So these are two people who are like having like virgin sex who don't know what sex is, all of this stuff. Like, and then he probably starts watching porn and this is where porn can be um, more, I guess, dangerous in the sense that it mm -hmm. um, represents unrealistic sexual experiences, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And then he's clearly not having the same kind of sex with his wife. So it really doesn't, it's not far-fetched that he because of all the repression and everything and probably some neurological, you know, wiring that has left him sort of right. And I mean, to behave in this way. Clearly then, this is a pattern from when he was 14 years yeah, old, right? This, that's what I mean, right? There's some yeah. underlying or maybe um, younger, who knows? That's just what they were discovered. So who well, knows when it started? Totally. Right. It's not really that surprising where this all went. Yeah. Well, exactly. The kid right. stuff is so, different. I don't think you can, ex you know what I mean? I think that's a separate No, there's no extrapolation disgusting. there. And actually, unfortunately, no. we're going to have to talk about that now. So oh, um, okay. the Arkansas district attorney recommends a federal investigation of Josh kind of post all of this stuff coming out. In November 2019, Homeland Security searched his used car dealership. This is, again, where we come back to Covenant Eyes. Mm -hmm. So Josh had Covenant Eyes installed on his computer at the car dealership, but had managed to split the hard drive into have a secret hidden section that was invisible to the surveillance software. Again, if you're not familiar with Covenant Eyes, we did a deep dive on it. You know, go back and check that out. Um, and that was probably but, Jim Bob's way of being like, right? Um, I'm sure. Therapy? I'm sure. No, we're not has. doing therapy, <laughs> but we're just going to pay for this uh, this software. And if you're watching bad things, it's going to tell me. Right. Right. We'll, well, exactly. Right. Josh, we'll talk about it. We'll have it. We'll have a. I'll give you a stern talking to. So yeah. Anywhere so where covered hard drive, where covered and eyes failed, the U.S. government succeeded. Um, and in April 2021, Josh was charged with receiving and possessing child pornography. Side note: I I'm sure the answer is COVID, but like that's a full year and a half from when they found this material in his computer mm -hmm. to when they charged him. And at this point, he had six minor children at home plus a pregnant wife like yeah i feel like that needed to happen faster i i know nothing about the timelines normal timelines i don't know what i mean obviously due diligence needs to take place but you would imagine that it could take place faster well it just feels like that. if you discover it on a teacher's hard drive like you don't let yes. them keep teaching do you know what i mean like it yeah, just feels but like you don't take the kids out of the house i don't think well like maybe, i think i don't know I don't I know the how the legal system stuff, works. I don't but know. It feels I don't like either. They should. I don't either. But that's just. And I remember that when they interviewed one of the police officers who did the raid, and they said it was like some of the most disturbing child pornography that they have ever discovered. 
yeah really gross so i i don't want to i don't want to talk no, anymore we don't need we to talk about, about this you but can like, watch the show if you want to it's yeah. it's haunting to have yeah. a u.s special agent who's worked on more than a thousand cases of child exploitation say it's in the top five worst things worst, he's ever seen yeah. my god i know so, of course, Josh pleads not guilty. Of course. of course, his dad runs for state Senate. Um, Of course, Josh is convicted and in May 2022, sentenced to 12 years in prison. Um, Let's just note when he gets out in what is predicted to be 2032, he will have 20 years supervised release, which means he has to register as a sex offender and can have no unsupervised contact with minors, including his own children, of which oh. there will still be minor children in the house at that point. He can't live with them. He can't see them unsupervised. Oh, so he can't even live in, he can't live with his family after nope. this. No, only the ones who are no longer considered minors. He could still live with his wife. But again, like, where does that leave everyone? They're still married. It leaves him so. living with Jim Bob. Duh. <laughs> well, no, because they'll still have minor children in their house, too. <laughs> they'll do something stupid like build them a shed in the but You know what I mean? Like, the <laughs> yeah. So he appealed, um, you know, at a number of different stages. The last of those appeals was turned over um, in October of this year, 2023. Um, oh, okay. And that's it. He's he's in jail and, and, he, and he will be for the next 10 years. Hopefully. But we talked Which, about this before, too. He's not going to be rehabilitated by being in jail. Well, but people aren't rehabilitated in jail anyway. No, that's, like that's, that's not the that's point. That's not the point of jail. Um, that's not the point of it. Um, and I would actually be willing to bet he'll probably get out early for good behavior. Yeah. That yeah, would be that's my guess. usually how it happens. And, I, I, you know, the argument will, of course, be, you know, he still has this 20 years of supervised release. He still can't, yeah. you know, be in contact with minors. Um, he has to have his parole officer supervise any Internet time. Um, but oh, this day and age, how do you even do that? Well, oh, honestly, like, how are you going to like, how's he going to get a job? I mean, yeah, I don't know. Presumably TLC won't put him on any more specials. Yes, I think that ship has sailed. But he's just going to end up like working on his dad's campaign team. He's just, you know what I mean? He's just going to, his parents are going to end up perpetuating the cycle. Yeah. Uh, Just like they have. Just like they Mm -hmm. have, you know, for the last 20 years, unfortunately. And now there's more people dependent on them because I'm sure Mm -hmm. his, Josh's wife, Anna, and all their kids are probably fully dependent on Jim, Bob, and Michelle right now. Anna doesn't have a job. Seven kids, but um, maybe a different network will pick them up. It's, oh it's, it's not I mean, wholesome enough. Honestly, for TLC, but but that's honestly the only at this point way that like the Duggars have made it that it is not respectful for women to work outside of the home. Mm-hmm. And now she's well, not just the Duggars, a mom. These the larger, you know, the, yeah. the IBLP, the Family Research Council, like, yeah. again, it's it's systems, right? And yeah. it's never as simple as just leave, right? And those poor kids, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Those poor kids. Mm-hmm. On so I'm sure no levels. one's told them exactly where their dad is, but at some point they're going to find out, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And it's, it's not like they're taking this opportunity to have them in counseling and, you know, no. No. Those kids are probably going to be like teenagers when they find out what actually happened. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be explained to them by like Jim, Jim Bob. <laughs> Josh made a mistake and then got uh, persecuted by the woke left. So yeah, nobody likes God anymore. And your dad had to take the fall. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's this is this pull, right? This is this pull to radicalization, and and this is where it becomes so insidious and damaging. Yeah, I mean that's so, a happy uh, story to tell. Feeling neither shiny nor happy at the end of this, yeah. <laughs> but we're happy still holidays, people. everyone. <laughs> so huzzah! Thanks for tuning in. We'll try to do something a little lighter next time. I know we said oh, that God. last time too, but lies. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Thanks so much for listening to In the Middle. We really appreciate your support. And if you could do us a big favor and subscribe and share this podcast, it would mean the world to us.